Spring is in full swing, and summer is just around the corner. A great time for a beach getaway at the Oceanfront Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Enjoy the best of oceanfront accommodations and amazing dining right on the beach, both with great views of the ocean and boardwalk. Enjoy a soak in the heated indoor spa pool, or book the adults-only concierge level and relax in the rooftop hot tubs. Book online at boardwalkplaza.com or call 800-33. Beach. Thanks to the Boardwalk Plaza for being the Bridge Podcast Network sponsor. Story Jumpers, welcome to another episode of your favorite storytelling podcast. Are you ready to hear a great story? Of course, that's why you're a Story Jumper. Merle and Pearl are still missing. Reuben has them hidden away in Israel, so Michael, Justin, Sadie, Jane, And Mr. and Mrs. Gomez take off on a rescue mission to get them back once and for all. In the meantime, Dusty finds himself trapped in a donkey retirement community alongside a quirky alpaca named Adriana, who just happens to be an expert lock picker. Adriana's skills come in handy when she and Dusty find Merle and Pearl locked in the birdcage Reuben is using to transport them. More silliness, chase scenes, and unexpected twists unfold as the squirrels try to evade recapture by Reuben. Eventually, Pearl, Dusty, and Adriana find themselves part of a live nativity display, but they've misplaced Merle. Mike Nalraki is the co-creator of VeggieTales and the voice of the beloved Larry the Cucumber. He has been making entertaining and wholesome content for kids since 1993. Mike created, wrote, and directed most of the extremely popular Silly Songs with Larry segments. Now, Mike serves as assistant professor of film and animation at Lipscomb University and co-hosts the weekly podcast, The Bible for Kids. Enjoy this reading of Jingle Squirrels, part of the Dead Sea Squirrels series by Mike Noraki, co-creator of VeggieTales and voice of Larry the Cucumber. An 18-pound turkey, stuffing and cranberry sauce? The Gomez family gathered around a table on a cold late November afternoon with Mr. Nemesis licking mashed potatoes off of Jane's fingers? Did I miss the part where the squirrels were rescued and brought back to Tennessee just in time for Thanksgiving, you might be thinking? I wish, Merle would say, if he were here to say it. Unfortunately, Merle and Pearl's whereabouts were still a mystery to the Gomez family on this last Thursday of November. They had lost the squirrels' trail outside of Jericho. After searching in and around Jerusalem for a couple of weeks with no sign of the squirrels or their squirrel nappers, Reuben and Dr. Simon, Dr. Gomez had felt they had no choice but to return home. Michael, on the other hand, would have preferred to stay. You haven't touched your turkey, Mrs. Gomez said. I'm not hungry, Michael pouted as he pushed his pea salad around with a fork. Look, buddy, Dr. Gomez said, we couldn't stay in Israel indefinitely without any idea of where the squirrels are. It's a small country. It's not that small. Plus, you needed to get back to school, and I needed to get back to work. And I needed to have my little cookie safe at home, Mrs. Gomez added. Cookies was Mrs. Gomez's pet name for Michael, which he did not like in the least. Michael groaned. Mom, I'm not little, and don't call me cookies. Are you going to eat your potatoes? Jane asked. Ooh, slimy cat spit fingers, Michael protested as he pulled his plate away from her. Jane dipped a finger into her turkey gravy and held it out for Mr. Nemesis. It's not slimy. It tickles, she said. I have contacts who'll let me know if they hear any news about the squirrels. If we get a lead, 
We're only a plane ride away, Dr. Gomez said, placing a reassuring hand on Michael's shoulder. But when will that be, Michael wondered. What if we never get any leads? Dr. Simon can't keep them hidden forever, Dr. Gomez replied. Perhaps he's just waiting it out until he feels the coast is clear. Chapter 2 I believe the coast is now clear, Dr. Simon announced over the phone from his safe house in Ein Karim, a small town near Jerusalem. By the way, a safe house is what a villain calls his hideout. If you want to know a little inside information on good guys and bad guys, most of the time villains don't realize they're villains. In his own mind, Dr. Simon was a good guy. He had an ingenious plan that would bring joy to countless children, give attention to the rich history of Israel, and make him a lot of money. What's so bad about that? What never occurred to him was that kidnapping two talking squirrels, imprisoning them in a birdcage, and concealing their whereabouts from their only friends in the world is a very villainous thing to do. So are we finally ready to move? A voice from the other end of the phone responded. The voice belonged to Delilah, the owner of Old Town Nazareth. You may recall that Old Town Nazareth was a theme park recreation of the first century in the heart of Nazareth, the town where Jesus grew up, about 100 miles north of Ein Karim. Dr. Gomez and Michael had visited the park a couple of months earlier in their search for Merle and Pearl. Delilah continued, I can't wait to see those squirrels. Shh, Dr. Simon shushed her. You need to be more discreet. You never know who's listening. Forgive me, doctor. I'll be more careful, Delilah replied. What she failed to realize was that, while there were no other people around, she was standing beside the donkey pen of Ham, the talking donkey nephew of Dusty, who, months before, had revealed to Michael and Dr. Gomez that Merle and Pearl were being smuggled south along the Nativity Trail. I'll make sure we are ready for the merchandise, Delilah added, before hanging up the phone. As she headed inside, Ham raised an eyebrow in interest. Hee-haw, he bellowed, which in donkey means, interesting. The coast is clear, Merle asked from the confines of his and Pearl's large birdcage. Having been imprisoned for the last two months, he had taken up a few hobbies to keep himself from going crazy. At the moment, he happened to be folding an origami frog. What is it clear of? It's clear of Gomez's, Dr. Simon snapped. They've been gone long enough and have most assuredly forgotten about you. Michael wouldn't forget us, Pearl huffed. She had also taken up a hobby, exercise, and was jogging on an oversized hamster wheel set up in the cage. Merle, would you mind? Pearl pointed to the tip of the water nozzle hanging from the cage. Merle swung it toward Pearl for a sip. We'll see about that, Dr. Simon laughed as he exited the safe house, leaving Merle and Pearl alone. Pearl hopped off her hamster wheel, her little squirrel tongue panting away. I wonder what's become of Dusty. He's probably still trying to find Michael and Dr. Gomez, Merle replied, finishing up a fold on his origami. Poor thing has no idea they're back in Tennessee, Pearl said. I made you a frog, Merle said as he handed Pearl the paper amphibian. Thank you, Merle. I love it. Pearl answered and set the frog in a tall pile of origami creatures in the corner of the cage. Chapter 3 Hee-haw! Dusty brayed, which means in donkey, I need to find Michael and Dr. Gomez. The statement was aimed at Adriana, a scraggly, long-necked alpaca. Hmm... Adriana hummed, not because she was thinking about what Dusty said, but because that's just the sound alpacas make. Adriana didn't speak donkey or English. She just liked hanging around Dusty because she thought he was nice. The two had recently been penned up together in what amounted to a donkey retirement community, Donkey Haven Animal Sanctuary. Donkeys are used for all kinds of work in Israel, 
until they get too old to be useful anymore. Donkey Haven provided a safe place for them to live out the rest of their days, and the sanctuary occasionally hosted other animals like alpacas. I can't stay locked up in here. Let me out, let me out, Dusty complained loudly, in donkey, of course. It's okay, sweetheart, the voice of a young woman rang out, Rebecca, a volunteer at Donkey Haven. You're safe now. You don't have to worry about that nasty merry-go-round ever again. Rebecca approached, carrying a bucket of carrots. And how are you today, Adriana? She kindly asked as she rubbed Adriana's fuzzy head. Hmm, Adriana said with a grin. Glad to hear it, Rebecca chirped and offered them both a carrot. Adriana gladly accepted, while Dusty turned up his nose. That's okay, old-timer. You just let me know when you want one, she added with a smile and headed on her way. How did a donkey from Galilee end up in an animal shelter in Judea? If you recall, two months previously, Dusty had met Merle and Pearl when Reuben purchased him from a tour guide in Nazareth to carry the caged squirrels to Ein Karim. But as soon as Merle untied Dusty from the hitching post outside of Dr. Simon's safe house, Dusty bolted straight toward Jerusalem to find Michael and Dr. Gomez. However, a stray donkey does not last long on his own in this part of the world. Almost immediately, he was spotted and scooped up by a bricklayer. After a few weeks of heavy hauling, Dusty managed to wiggle out of his brick cart straps, much to the surprise of the bricklayer, who rolled backward down a hill, screaming atop his stack of bricks. Unfortunately, it didn't take much time for a carnival worker to capture the detached donkey and promptly put him to work, turning a merry-go-round. There, poor Dusty walked around in circles for another month before being spotted by the kind-hearted Rebecca and brought to live in Donkey Haven. I'm going to need your help, Dusty said to Adriana as she polished off her carrot. Hmm, Adriana replied. Hey, Mike, thanks so much for joining the Story Jumpers again. Andrew, it's great to be here. It's, uh, it's, it's fun. We had a fun time talking and I'm looking forward to chatting again. Yeah, and I'm especially looking forward to learning more about the adventures that Merle and Pearl and Michael have gotten into, but in particular, Jingle Squirrels. Did I miss the part where the squirrels were rescued and brought back to Tennessee just in time for Thanksgiving? Kids. <laughs> that's right. You know, that's that's how the that's how the book starts, um, because, yeah, we're, we're all of a sudden at Thanksgiving dinner, um, which is because Michael and his dad needed to go back home from Israel. We left off in book eight, uh, which was um, uh, the well, there was book 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 seven was Merle of of Nazareth, uh, where Merle and Pearl were brought to Nazareth by the man in the suit and sunglasses. And then they escaped. Uh, to go to uh, uh, Ein Karim, and the, and the second the second book was a dusty donkey detour. Um, so, uh, and Michael Michael and his dad came looking for the squirrels. The the you know the, the road the trail of clues ended up coming up empty, and they needed to return home uh, for Thanksgiving and sort of regroup. And Michael's really hoping at the beginning of the book, you know, he's really sad that they didn't find Merle and Pearl, and really hoping that you know, some of dad's contacts in Israel will come through and they'll be able to go back and, and start tracking them down again. Well, I sure hope so. This would be like a terrible way to end the series is like the squirrels are missing. I mean, <laughs> That's don't right. tell me it ends there, right? It does not. No, it's the continual search for the squirrels. And so uh, we have a lot of fun in doing that. Okay. So you did introduce a couple of characters to me this time, Dr. Simon and Ruben. Real quick, who are they? 
So Dr. Simon is the man behind the world, lar- the world's largest uh, petting zoo of talking animals, uh, which he is <laughs> looking at setting up. He's building it in Jerusalem and he's wanting to populate it with uh, talking biblical beasts, you know, including, um, you know, descendants of Balaam's donkey, um, you know, descendants of the serpent. You know, the Bible talks about a couple of uh, animals who spoke. Um, and, uh, and you know, so we've sort of created a world where there are other descendants of other talking animals as well. Sure, and so sure. and Dr. Simon thinks it'd be so great to, to gather up all those biblical talking animals and have them in one petting zoo. So you can, you can, you can pet them and chat with them at the same time. So, so regardless of whether they want to or not, you know, um, and so he's, he's trying to gather these animals and that's why he's after Merle and Pearl and the man in the suit and sunglasses who we are introduced to in the, in the very first episode or in the very first book, uh, his real name is Ruben and Ruben works for Dr. Simon trying to track down these squirrels. So that's who those two are. Got it. Well, I mean, I would love to visit a talking animal zoo. I, I can't deny that. That would be a very unique experience. Uh, but I can't imagine that that the animals would be that pleased about being there. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, Merle and Pearl certainly aren't. You know, in the book, in, in the book we mentioned that Merle's not the touchy-feely type anyway. He loves to talk, but <laughs> he's not the touchy-feely type. <laughs> so so they would they would just as soon stay in Tennessee, you know, like they grew up, you know, they grew up in Galilee as young pups, but it's been 2000 years since they've been there. Uh, and they've loved being with Michael and his friends in Tennessee and certainly don't want to go back to the Dead Sea because it's way too yeah. hot and way too salty there. So uh, so they're hoping they, that Michael can find them as Michael is searching for them. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I, I've got to ask, how did you come up with the idea for Dead Sea Squirrels? It's such a unique idea. Well, you know, um, I felt like way back in, in my VeggieTales days, uh, one of the things that we um, kind of drew the line on early on was never to depict Jesus as a vegetable. We just thought that would be a little bit too much. Uh, uh, we, we were irreverent enough with veggies, but we felt, felt like that would be too <laughs> irreverent. Um, and so I wanted to kind of uh, come up with an idea that would allow for uh, the retelling of New Testament stories in a fun and creative way. And so uh, what came to me was if, you know, we were to, if I were to bring two two characters from biblical times into modern into the modern day somehow, that would be a great vehicle for that. And so, of course, the Dead Sea Squirrels is a a, a silly pun, and I'm all about silly puns. And so, um, you know, I thought that would be a great way. So, what if these two creatures were frozen in time for two thousand mm-hmm. years and somehow appeared in modern times and had something to say about? you know, what Jesus and the apostles had to say, you know, back in the first century. So that, that was sort of the genesis of that idea. Yeah. And, and Merlin Pearl, uh, you know, from what I gather, have seen a lot of Jesus ministry when he was alive. Yes. And so, you know, they've got all that, all those stories trapped inside of them. Um, and they're not only conveying them to Michael and his friends, right? Like telling what, what they saw and what they went through, but what are some of the other adventures that Michael and his friends experience with the Dead Sea Squirrels? Well, so in the first six books, uh, you know, Michael brings, uh, he finds the squirrels in book one and he brings them back to Tennessee with him. Uh, and he, he dis- they, they come back to life and he, you know, they rehydrate and desalinate and Michael discovers them in book two. Um, and the, exactly what you said happens. He, the, Michael's a fifth grader and he's going through, uh, you know, an issues with bullies and, and, you know, trying to be diligent and do his work or dealing with, you know, trouble telling the truth. Um, and Merle and Pearl have something to say about all of those issues based on 
things that Jesus and, and the apostle Peter said, you know, back, back in the day. And so we have a little flashback and a little lesson that then helps Michael incorporate that into his, into his modern life, which is really a fun, you know, kind of a fun thing. And uh, in the meantime, the squirrels are being chased down by the man in the suit and sunglasses, you know, and he's, he's after them trying to bring them back to Dr. Simon. And uh, they eventually do get nabbed. Both of them get nabbed and brought back to Israel. And so book six through 12, or I'm sorry, seven through 12 uh, are, are that chase through Israel as Michael and his friends are, are back after the squirrels. And in, and in doing so, we, we hit all the major milestones in the life and ministry of Jesus. And so you know, the first book takes place in Nazareth, uh, where where Mary and Joseph were from, and where Gabriel visited Mary and said, "You're you're going to have a son." Um, and uh, and the second book is where where Elizabeth was from. You know, in Ein Karim, which is just outside of Jerusalem. And the third book, you know, is now in in Bethlehem, which is where the story of t- Christmas takes place. And then. Uh, as we continue, we'll go to, you know, the, the Jordan River where Jesus was baptized the, in Galilee, where he had his ministry. And then, of course, we'll end up in Jerusalem uh, for the Easter story. So it's just a nice way of kind of, you know, and it, it, through modern Israel and places that are actually there uh, charting uh, the life and ministry of Jesus uh, in a way that kids can really relate to and learn from. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hearing you talk about that path that Jesus took and then uh, understanding modern Jerusalem, like what what is the world like today? What does what does that path look like? Have you been there to the Holy Land and and seen some of these sites yet? I have not. You know, for me, it's all just been research. And you know, COVID kind of threw a little bit of a, a wrench in it for me because I I had planned on going uh, recently, um, like last year or this year. Um, and, you know, just was not able to with the travel restrictions, but I've just been doing a lot of research. Um, and, uh, uh, and, you know, just, and, and it'll be fun when I go there just to see, you know, uh, see, see it, see it for myself, but, uh, yeah, but it it's, it's fun. And that, and that's a great thing about, you know, being a writer is just, you know, you, you, you combine research with your own imagination and, and, you know, come up with, with, with fun and new things. Very cool. Speaking of research, I understand that you're an assistant professor of film and animation at Lipscomb University. Did I get that right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think story jumpers can do now, like before they get to college, to explore their own interest in creating books and stories, cartoons, or animated films? Oh, well, that's a great question. And, um, you know, I kind of, I, I think that, that, the most curious people make the best storytellers, you know, and that's because nobody, nobody, God is, God is the creator of all things. He's the original storyteller. Um, and our job as storytellers is to explore the world, explore God's creation, find out the things that are interesting to us, uh, and, and bring those things together to create a new story out of things that already exist. And so I, so I think to be a good storyteller, you have to have, a lot of interesting things that you've explored and that you're interested in uh, uh, and that you can bring those things together in story. So my my best advice would just to be be curious, explore the world around you, um, really pay attention to the things that interest you um, and and find find, you know, and find a way to put those things into a story, combine those things into and, and, and create something new and interesting for that, that other people would enjoy as well. That's really good recommendation. That's that's a great recommendation. So um, I understand Merle and Pearl don't stop on the page. They're going to jump out into living color as an animated series. Is that right? 
That's right. I'm so excited about that. We have completed our pilot episode of the Dead Sea Squirrels. Um, I've got some posters behind me. Yeah. I even have a, a Merle and Pearl plush back there. I don't know if you can see them back there. I can there, see so. them. They're great. <laughs> Smiling yeah. and waving at me. <laughs> yeah. So we're really excited. You know, we've got the funding to now to do 13 episodes based on the first 12 books. Um, so we'll every every episode is based on a book and then we'll do a 13th episode to kind of reset the series to set it up for a season two of animation. Um, but really excited about it. We're in the, we're full, full blown into production. Now uh, we just finished um, the, the second episode in animation. The third episode's being animated. We just finished the script for the fifth episode. All, you know, again, all based off the, the films, but you know, my, you know, my background is in animation with veggie tales and, and have loved that uh, have loved the process of writing and developing these stories and these characters uh, in book form. And now nothing could be more exciting for me now to, to take those stories and bring them to life in animation. Man, it's exciting. I, I'm glad that we can be along to watch this process as the whole thing comes to life. It's been fun to, to see Merlin Pearl and Michael's adventures as they've gone through this entire series. And now with Jingle Squirrels, you know, it's going to be a trip into the nativity and, and seeing where, you know, Jesus was born and, and here about that experience from a squirrel's point of view. Yeah, squirrel's point of view. That's right. Yeah, yeah. In fact, they uh, uh, Merle is still missing, but Pearl gets to uh, uh, take part in a live nativity uh, 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 kind of setup at at in Bethlehem itself, and she's like a little angel that's kind of hanging over nice. the nativity. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Well, Mike, I I am so glad that you were able to join us again. Will you please come back and share more of the Dead Sea Squirrels when they're ready? Oh, Andrew, I would love to. Yeah, I love talking with you and uh, sharing, sharing, sharing about the squirrels. So thank you. I'd love that. Yeah, thanks a lot, Mike. We'll talk to you real soon. All right, see you later. Parents, Jingle Squirrels is a continuation of the Dead Sea Squirrels story, but it also tells the Christmas story of Christ's birth. Readers will learn that God is our rescuer and redeemer. The key verse is John 3.16. Mike Nowrocki is the co-creator of VeggieTales and the voice of the beloved Larry the Cucumber. He's been making entertaining and wholesome content for kids since 1993. Mike created, wrote, and directed most of the extremely popular Silly Songs with Larry segments and lent his screenwriting and directing talents to VeggieTales episodes as well as their movies, Jonah and the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything. Mike also developed and wrote for Three, Two, One Penguins and authored a number of VeggieTales books and CD projects. Mike serves as assistant professor of film and animation at Lipscomb University and co-hosts the weekly podcast, The Bible for Kids. Learn more about his book and animated series projects at DeadSeaSquirrels.com. You can find the Dead Sea Squirrels series of books on his website or at Amazon.com. 